0: Hello! We are Reckless Attack, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast, and welcome to our first Tale Till Now recap episode. These episodes are designed to be an easy entry point in the series, so if you're a new listener looking to catch up, welcome! Or if you're an old listener, I hope this serves as a fun refresher or bit of bonus content. Or if you're something else, whatever. You do you. We're just happy you're here. So, here it is. Reckless Attack, the tale Till now. Throughout the ages of this world, called Rixia... The potency and prevalence of magic has waxed and waned. Grand empires, discovery, and danger have all risen and fallen alongside it. But throughout those ages, great heroes and villains, saints and monsters, legend and loss have remained. More than 200 years ago, in one of these ages, an immortal and tyrannical group of sorcerous warlords known as the Pentarchy were at the height of their power. The fall of their empire seemed impossible until the fall of something else, one of Rixia's twin sons. This celestial catastrophe destroyed the Pentarchy's capital and brought with it the scourge of the Ultra Giants. These colossal titans emerged into this world mysteriously, bringing with them decades of ice and flame. Where they walked, disaster followed, destroying the great cities of mortals across the globe. Residents of nomad tribes and citadels alike sought shelter in what hidden corners of the world they could find. That is, until the Ultra Giants disappeared, seemingly as mysteriously and suddenly as they came, and society has emerged, reclaiming old traditions and founding new ones. They discovered a world both similar and different than the one they retreated from, filled with new dangers, landscapes, and opportunity. And, in the sky, they found the twin suns restored. Our party is part of an ancient and sometimes venerated profession, adventuring. The Golden Tree Adventuring Guild is one of Rixia's oldest and widest known, but one that fell on hard times and disuse before a recent revitalization. Our heroes are among the first generation of mortals born into this new old world and among the first generation of their new old guild newly trained and eager to uphold this tradition of protecting communities against the weird, the wild, and the wicked.
1: So you find Valeska Carter walking right next to the wagon, and she, she's like walking but leaning on it because in her hand is a book, and she's using the wagon to kind of guide her straight while she can walk and read at the same time. And she would be reading Giant 101, <laughs> How to speak the language of the Ultras. Casgrin <laughs> brightmate is a middle-aged dwarf with a bald head, but a long white beard. He has golden spirals that cover him from head to toe, and his extremities are made of stone due to an elemental transformation in his past. On the wagon that we are kind of a part of, perched on the back of it and keeping an eye out just in general, is a very tall... Silver Dragonborn. whose name is Selv Asterlin. We are talking to the pair of frogs, Checkers, who is the main blue frog, and his frog pal Mango, who is the green tree frog hanging out the back of the... The, large, the larger boy. The larger The boy. large boy. And Junior, the small green tree frog.
0: Our tale starts on the Pentarchy's relatively safe runic roads as the adventurers head to the tyrannical sorcerer warlord's former arcanely created city that was part trade hub and part projection of power, the red city of Agmar. It is a mostly safe trip. From out of the depths of this small little water outcropping, emerge a pair of near-identical, horrible-looking monsters. What? What? just here for some water, man. These large creatures... I brought Hody! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We can't put Hody in danger.
0: Well, I guess it's hero time. That is, until rock-encrusted dwarf warlock Cass is beckoned by not only a strange arboreal figure in the woods, but also by his mysterious patron... It is as if your patron, who you know to be the eternal citadel, is suggesting or influencing you or something. You're being voluntold. You are yeah. you are being that is perfect. <laughs> you are being voluntold to walk into the woods. I try to take
1: one last look to the camp should see the lights to make sure everything's okay but i you know at this point i can't even turn my head it's just one step in front of the other towards this woman
0: following the figure's lead the guilders soon witnessed the arrival of a dangerous threat to the safety of mortals on the road in this clearing you see quite a few grungs easily more than a dozen maybe two dozen grungs of all sorts of different fluorescent colors Uh, not just the green that you saw earlier but there's blues there's purples and a mysterious and melancholic interloper opening portals the creature is leaning almost tiredly on a crooked curved and gnarled staff they are wearing a loose tunic that seems to be covered by a tattered cape and are wearing several distinct and intricate necklaces, some of whom drape down to their midsection. Long lines of the same strange blue light emitting from the portal run almost like tattoos across its arms and neck. Finally, in its other hand, you see it holding a strange brass or gold lantern whose ornate decoration seems out of place when held by a creature who gives off the distinct impression of a life spent outdoors. The figure shakes their head and turns away towards the portal. You see their tattoos light up even more as particles like those you saw coming from the portal itself begin to emerge from the creature's body. It holds up the lantern to the portal and with another flash of energy, you see the doorway almost go static for a moment, before changing. Now, instead of a jungle, you see a set of stairs leading upwards into nothingness. The creature kind of gathers itself, steps through the two-dimensional doorway, and then, in a flash, it closes. When they returned to the caravan for help, they found new allies and rivals. The elf gives you both that quick once-over with his sharp eyes and sticks out a hand to both of you and says, The name is Yanis Varga, commander of the Verdant Wave Adventuring Guild. I look forward to working with you in Agmar. And now. After many hard-fought battles filled with great successes,
1: the self kind of inhales, and as he inhales, then just before he breathes out, there's the little tendrils of what might be smoke, but in this case, it's actually cold, kind of rising up. And then he just lets loose with a blast of frigid air at oh, both yes. these
0: guys. And great failures. So- I imagine Checker's
1: ready for it, yelling, Eehaw! <laughs> While the the grung riding the boar it I don't remember. Yaki. Yaki. Yeah, He's <laughs> <just> shouting at each other in this like, game of chicken. Yeah, <laughs> it's chicken,
0: but the grung riding the boar is saying it very, like, deadly seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yaki. <"Yah-hee." laughs> nah, says it's almost ye-haw. under his breath. The boar is going to charge at you. That is an 18 to hit. Hits. Because it is a charge, oh, you take no. a little extra damage. I deserve this. <laughs> five points of slashing damage. And make me a strength saving throw, please. Strength saving throw. I think I have a plus two on that. Four total. You are knocked prone Ugh. as this boar comes. And you see this boar is huffing and puffing over you a little bit. And from over it, you see the wild eyes of a grung and says, Yahi. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of its turn. I stress and he yells at them, You're not getting away that
1: easily. Get back here and fight me. Cass, Val, they're going back for their camp. We have to stop them. Checkers. Don't tell me what to do, checkers. I know that. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> Val, you seem more reasonable. They're going to <laughs> you very tenders,
0: casually, yeah. very yeah. casually. Yeah. Like... Cass is mad for something. <laughs> I
1: will we'll figure it out. Well, fine, Cass. I'll talk to
0: you later about it. And heartbreak. You, being a trained soldier, being able to read a battlefield, see this moment where Yannis is between two conflicts, where some a group of grung have advanced on these guardsmen. And a group of grung have started to surround the dwarf rager, who is still chanting her battle hymn. He looks, you can see him see the battlefield in a way that you've done before, that you've seen great soldiers and warriors and just experienced people do before. And you see him move with immediacy towards the dwarf rager. And you see the guard who you spoke to on watch, who answered the call that you gave be run through by no. a bronze spear. The Golden Tree Guilders emerged victorious. Describe to me Victory over the high overlord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm imagining this as the high overlord is being pulled towards checkers. Checkers maneuvers him in such a way so as to start riding him like a surfboard yep. down onto the ground. And all of you just hear this thud as this massive golden grung with a big jowl goes tumbling head first into the ground with a blue frog riding
0: on him, going, Yee! Carrying with them sick-but-alive survivors and more questions than answers, a captured grung told the party they were allied with a mysterious patron known only as the Shepherd. The party continued on their way to the Red City, but Selv the Dragonborn suffered a mysterious, phobia-inducing nighttime attack at the hands of a horrific monster before arrival. Finding
1: it very difficult to breathe or move or do anything... Selva is just going to try to suck in as much air as mm-hmm. possible and then he's just going so to scary. just scream out as loud as he can let me
0: out now we find our heroes finally stepping foot into the red city of Agmar filled with history danger and opportunity but someone may be watching You see the shepherd start to walk away into the forest. You see them hear a noise over their shoulder and slowly turns, and you see a big, hulking browl making defensive noises at the creature. And the shepherd approaches totally calmly, totally unperturbed by this ferocious creature. And it crouches down very softly, very gracefully, very gently. It puts down its lantern, slowly extends its hand, and caresses the brow. And you see a smaller browl come out and weave in between the legs. In a strange language, a language of arcane sylvan power you hear the shepherd say something that translates to tell me what you've seen find out what happens next every tuesday on reckless attack